Good evening, fellow peeps, punk rockers, emo citizens, skanking pickles, and the fucking lovers of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> um, for, for the people who are just tuning in here, uh, my name is Chris Weiss, um, and I am your host of my new and very first podcast called Skateboarding and Skanking with Chris. Um, so... This is, this is the introduction episode. Um, I am glad that you guys have tuned in here, and I hope you guys have had a very swifty, awesome 4th of July weekend, uh, wherever it is you are at. I hope uh, some of you didn't get too much of a sun-bleached tan, and hopefully uh, nobody got hurt, and everybody's still in, um, in one bit, and nobody's in pieces. Even though, uh, days I do feel pretty brain dead. So, if you're feeling like that, you know, it's okay. I am here for you. We are all here to cope and love one another. And that's why this podcast I created is about not only just mental health, but, me- but mental health through, through music. And, and, that, and that's, the, that's, the main, that's the main plot of this podcast here. Um, you know, growing up in the punk rock community, I grew up in a small town and Greenwood Lake, New York. Um, so he, this is this is the zone to come hang out. And if you are, if you guys are punk rock lovers and you like skanking to the beat, you know, real big fish and mozzarella sticks, and all the great punk and ska that we all grew up with, especially playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, because those were the best soundtracks, like the best introductions to music for me as a as a child. Uh, that was that. Those were the anthem soundtracks that got my life started. So, um, welcome here. And not to mention, we'll be talking more. We will be talking more about the skateboard community as as we dive deeper more into the podcast here. Um, so, as we get a little more of my introduction here, um, like I said, my name is Chris Weiss. Um, I am 24 years old. Um, I live, I currently live in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I am a, I am a self-taught musician. Um, I started playing drums. I was about five years old. Um, you know, I, one one of the very first songs I actually played was, um, was One Step Closer by Linkin Park. Um, I know that was, that was definitely one of the very first songs and, Hybrid Theory and Linkin Park, the the first band and the first album, is what introduced me to music, um, and then and then I turned myself on to more punk and ska and metal, metalcore and post-hardcore. So you know, start, starting off at a very young age with all the, all those megs and megs of that music, you know, it, it 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 felt pretty awesome. You know, it felt pretty awesome being a emo punk rock metal uh working child and then as you as you get as you get to that age and then you discover other bands in that community and then it's like you know 24 hits you 25 hits you and I'm gonna be 25 in January (laughs) and I have a lot of people that tell me you know once 35 or 40 hits you you know chances are You'll still be listening to about 70% of the same music you did 25, 30 years ago. <laughs> so I got no doubts about that. But 
I'm young yet, so I still got my whole life ahead of me. And, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, with that being said, with Linkin Park being my first band, my first introduction, um, like I just remember hearing Paper Cut and One Step Closer with you, Points of Authority, In the End, Forgotten, you know, all those great classics and such a great album that is important in music history. <laughs> and, you know, and you know what's funny? Like, I, I always hear, up to this day, I still hear all these debates of people saying, oh, they're considered new metal, spell N-U, they're alternative metal, or they're emo. And that actually fucking triggers me that people are going to sit there and just specifically put a label over Linkin Park and saying that they're emo because of their lyrics. For me, this is, and this is me not putting any labels on them, but to me, I find Linkin Park to be alternative metal. Like how Deftones is, to me, considered alternative metal. <laughs> it's like, it's like the one time in 2000 or 2001 where fucking Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit uh, asked Deftones if they wanted to join them on a on tour with them. <laughs> Chocolate starfish. <laughs> oh, geez. T 21 years later and Chocolate Starfish and Limp Biscuit, still the worst fucking band. One of the worst fucking bands and the worst fucking albums to ever exist. They, I, I time it with Nickelback. But even Nickelback is just the worst embarrassing band to ever exist. Like... If you like Nickelback, I mean, you gotta be mentally insane. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah, whoever's listening, if you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not putting any shit against you. I'm not trying to shove any shit down your throat. But Nickelback, the friends I've had that like Nickelback have tried to traumatize me, and <laughs> not gonna pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I. I really think that putting all these specific labels on music and all that, it's like, and to me, it depends on how you word them. You know, if you're just going to sit there and say, no, don't call these people rap rock. It's called new metal. It's called, it's not just punk. Like, for me, being musically enthusiastic I said that correctly. Yeah, me just being so music enthusiastic, it's like like you gotta you know I dive deep with subgenres, and especially when it comes to punk, you know you have hardcore punk, you got post punk, you got dance punk, you got street punk, skate punk, uh, you got crust punk, and then you have um, noise punk, noise rock, you know, and and we can def we can definitely think. You know, to name a few bands of noise rock and noise punk, you know, you got Negative Approach. And you can definitely thank uh, Sonic Youth for for the big blast of a cool thing. And, you know, Kim, you know, Kim Gordon, she's a, she's a lovely badass, I'll tell you what. Um, Sonic Youth has definitely been one of my, one of my favorite bands. Um, been one of my favorite bands ever since fifth grade. Um, I was actually introduced to them when I, I found Cool Thing was in uh, Guitar Hero 3. So, you know, that's, that's a bit of a treasure. 
You know, it's, it's, it's always so amazing how, like, how, like, a lot of, like, younger kids these days, like, I, 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 I overhear conversations with 14, like, I, I pass 14 to 15-year-olds when I'm going shopping and hearing them say, oh, I know this song, it was in Guitar Hero. You know, I happen to find, I happen to find or rediscover a few songs that were in Guitar Hero, and it's like, you know, when I was at that age, like, hey, I remember hearing this. And, and then... It's like it's like going back to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you know. When you hear "Superman" by Goldfinger, that is the ska punk anthem right there. That song, no matter what, even if you don't have mozzarella sticks in your mouth or in your hands, it's always a ska punk anthem that needs to live in your heart and your soul, no matter what kind of fucking, no matter what kind of fucking hectic shit happens. Um, you know, real big fish is the one ska band that you can introduce to a 13-year-old and say, you know, you can, you don't need to live on minimum wage. Just live on fucking mozzarella sticks. It's as simple as that. <laughs> you know, ska punk, hardcore punk, um, you know, Bad Brains, Rancid, and even like the early punk elements of AFI, you know, from, to me, the golden era of AFI was 1995 to, to 2003. Um, you know, especially Black Sails and the Sunset, The Art of Drowning, like, and Sing the Sorrow, my three favorite, uh, AFI albums, and I was, um, I was, I was going to this, uh, I was, I was on my, I was on my way to this, uh, this record shop, um, down by my job the other day, and I walk, I, I walk into the, uh, I walk into the, the hardcore punk section, and I see that they had, um, they had, uh, Sing the Sorrow in that, in that section. And, um, just one of the owners came up and they made a, a dry, humorous joke about it and said, Oh, I'm sorry. I must have, I must have meant to put that in the emo section. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I mean, this guy's cool, but I mean, I'm not going to want to, I'm not going to want to stir the pot and say, why the why put that in the fucking emo section, man? <laughs> you know, and that to me is putting a label on them. You know, like it 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 triggers me enough that I come across um it triggers me enough that I come across uh those people that like say you know, they, they love this band or they wear band shirts and they can't even name two or three songs or even five songs by this one band. And um, I went up to my, my supervisor. I went up to my supervisor the other day and, like, she was wearing an AFI shirt. And I told her, yo, I fucking love AFI. Uh, what are some of your favorite songs? Name me five. And she's like, oh, I only know Miss Murder because my kid plays Guitar Hero. And I'm just like, you know what? Not, 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 I wasn't even going to start with my supervisor, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, you start, when you start a job at 6 in the morning, you know, you just got to have your tunes on for the morning drive. You know, you got to have your tunes on, like, at work, depending on what your station is. <laughs> um, I run, I run a, a shredder machine at work. Well, it's called a grinder. And uh, the, the grinder is where we have to throw all, like, where I have to throw all the bat scrap into the machine. And it's a, 
it's like a manufacturing warehouse that I work in. And all we do is cut foam. We just cut big blocks of styrofoam. And then my job is to unload trailers and I got to throw scrap into the grinder. And then it just, it gets rebuilt into, it gets broken down into little pellets. And then, and then, then they get, um, then they just get reformed into bigger blocks of foam. So it's, uh, so I guess it doesn't get compli more complicated than that, you know, until they have to really run two or three, di three different machines. And then they break down and you get the mechanic. It's, uh, it gets overwhelming, but it's nice to just have your headphones in when you're, when you're operating a machine like that, you know, and for usually first thing I do is I put on bad brains, anti-flag. It depends on my mood. But I know for a fact that I put on either 80s punk or 90s punk, and then my playlist just goes on from there. And and, and when we come across the 90s punk era, especially that, um, you know, you have the iconic 90s skate punk bands that you lead in with Offspring, No Effects, you know, Bad Religion, you know, which is one of my favorite melodic hardcore bands. You know, you... You know, you definitely can't leave out the pioneers of melodic hardcore, which happen to be Bad Religion and Descendants, who started back in 1979. And I've and once once the gold you know the golden age of skate punk built it up from about 1987 to 1997 is what I'll say in my opinion. Around the late 90s to early 2000s, we, we were introduced to the origin of emo punk, which was, which was definitely the genre that uh, got me through some good and shitty times as the 80s punk and 90s punk did. Um, we, I, I, I discovered, um, it was about second grade, that was when I discovered uh, Brand New, and I remember listening to Deja and Tendu, it's it's French for it's 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 French for some emo bullshit, which is you know hence the idea of naming a playlist, you know that emo bullshit, and taking back Sunday and Thursday and Paramore to add on on that playlist there. <laughs> um, yeah, I literally had a playlist called that emo bullshit um, from my fifth and sixth grade, seventh grade days. Um, you know, and, and speaking of the whole emo pop punk aesthetic, as we're trying not to get off topic here, um, I was definitely, um, I, I was, I was definitely in the, I definitely was in the emo phase, you know, most of us had our emo phase. I mean, you can't, you can't really say that one has never had their emo phase unless you're a boomer, you know, you just live through it. But you were too obligated to ever ask your grandkids, what is emo, you know? I mean, I flew fucking plants and I threw candy to these kids after 1945, you know what I mean? It, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's quite amazing. Like, you never, you, you never know, you know, what kind of vibe, what kind of vibe you get from people or like, you never know, like, Maybe maybe they could just be hiding that down in their chest and say like you know I may be fifty five or sixty but my grandkids turn me on the Paramore and Taking Back Sunday and Blink One Eighty Two. You know, 
And and who gives a fuck if people say that Blink-182 killed skate punk? You know, I, I hear that these days. Blink-182 is not the band to say that they ripped off or killed the skate punk era because they were a skate punk band when they started off in 1990, 1992. You know, we're, we're talking the Cheshire Cat album, the Dude Ranch album. You know, those are skate punk albums. And then Travis Barker comes along and he started up the whole new era of... He, he pretty much started... He actually... Uh, started the Gen Z era of pop punk and skate punk as I was just reading an article about this and me being a drummer you know Travis Barker is definitely in my top 10 for all time drummers and it's it's very astonishing and it's very inspiring to see how like a lot of Gen Z musicians are influenced by Travis Barker's work and just like his energy and his his charisma that he has, you know, you, you you can't you can't sit there and say that you're not inspired by the works of Travis Barker or like, um, the original drummer Rancid. You got Brett Reed, and then you had Brandon Steinickert, who was the drummer for the Used. You know, the list definitely goes on and on. But um, we will save most of that for the next episode. Um, that is pretty much the introduction and, um, a highlight of the music I'm into, um, and what we will be discussing. Um, so any of you punk rock lovers of mozzarella sticks and skanking to the beat, um, well, welcome to the, (laughs) welcome to the dope show as Marilyn Manson likes to call it. Um, so welcome, welcome to the skateboard and skanking show, um. I am Chris Weiss, and this is skateboarding. This is skating and skanking with Chris. Um, and another thing I need to cover, um, just in case if you guys sit there and wonder about my stuttering, um, I was diagnosed with Asperger's when I was seven. And two years ago, I was actually diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. And these are two things that I struggled with pretty much my whole life and recently in my life. And... When when I turned when I turned to music and driving and skateboarding and especially when I turned to punk, um, gets a lot of that shit off my mind. Um, helps me not get too overwhelmed about about having to deal with that in my life because I live my life the best I can. And and remember, kids, shit shit fuck piss to all negativity. And shit fuck piss are the words that you should be using at home, kids. All right, until next episode, I am Chris Weiss. This is Skating and Skanking with Chris. Much love.